0: Hello, my name is Kurt. I'm one of the pastors at Mariner's Church, and I'm really excited to uh, be with you today. Uh, I'm so glad that you're tuning in and joining us uh, online today. It's a very special day for my family. My daughter, Kendalyn, is 18 years old today. I'm so proud of you, Bean. I'm so happy to be your dad. I wish I could be with you today. Happy birthday. I love you very much. A few years ago, I went to an amusement park uh, near Chicago with a group of friends and uh, had an incredible day riding roller coasters. From my perspective, it was the perfect day. It was a little cloudy all day long, had some rain in the morning, so there was uh, no big crowds. The lines were short. You could get on a lot of rides quickly. It was an absolutely fabulous day. The new ride that year was uh, called the Superman the track wasn't below the roller coaster, the track was above the roller coaster car and you were suspended down from the track. The, the, the ride, when you, when you rode on it, the ride would lay you forward and you would kind of fly out like this with your legs behind you and your arms out in front and you would fly like Superman. Every little kid's dream. As we loaded into the ride, we sat on a, on a little seat like on a, like on a bicycle and there was an over-the-shoulder harness that came down and clicked over your head and locked into place. The first guy in our group got in the car and click, 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 he was all set. The second guy got in the car and click, 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 the third guy got in the car and click, 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 he was good to go. It was my turn to load in and I got in and click, click. Wait, wait wait a minute. You see, the, the first guy got in, and he, and he got three clicks. The second guy got in, and he got three clicks. And the third guy got in, and he got three clicks. And I got in, and I only got one click. And it, the, the clicks were an indication of, of how tightly the harness fit and how safe you were before you got flung out into your death and eventual dismemberment. I, I, I wanted three clicks, I only got one. One click meant I'm flying out. Every turn, every roll, every flip, every flop, every corkscrew, I thought, this is when I'm going to die. This is it. Many of you can relate right now. You feel like you've only got one click right now. As proof, I heard this week that online wine purchases have risen by 400%. Along with that, tantrums, stamping, stomping across the room, door slamming, screaming into the pillows, and ranting on social media are up by 1,000%. As a nation, our frustrations are growing. Emotionally, we're living on one click. It's been three weeks with your kids. They never go away. They're always around you. They're asking questions. Their toys are spread everywhere. They're always getting into fights. They seem to be always hungry, always thirsty, always dirty, always awake. They want help with their math. Children, you need to know, your parents cannot do your math. We have no idea about your math. Your kids need to understand that you're living on one click right now. Your children are also living on one click. Their teachers have been assigning projects and reports and reading, and they've never had so many assignments. Each day gets added on. Your children are missing their friends, their sports, the senior year activities that they were counting on, the prom, performances that they've been practicing for. And it doesn't look like things will return to normal anytime soon. One click. One click living with video conferences and no Starbucks. Introverts are wondering when all these people will leave them alone. And the extroverts are wondering where everybody went off to Where is everybody? One-click living. Financially, you're on one-click. Your job, your investments, your savings, your retirements, they're all changing daily. I called the bank to move some money around last week, and I told the clerk on the phone that I had X amount of dollars in my account. And she replied, well, you used to. One-click living. Physically, we're all living on one click. Every sniffle, every sneeze, every cough, every ache, every pain scares the life out of us. And we wonder, am I sick? Do I have it? Is there a test for me? Should I call the doctor? Should I go to the hospital? What should I do? One click. Spiritually, we're living on one click. What is God doing? What is God doing. I used to have three clicks. Now I only feel like I have one. My faith was strong and now I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening around me. My security is gone and I'm frustrated. One click living doesn't satisfy my need for personal safety and security. One-click living doesn't give me the assurance that I need to be comfortable. One-click living doesn't put my mind at ease. My frustration is growing. Your frustration is growing. Our security in all areas of life is on one click. And this is a great time for us to pray. God, we need you. We're on edge in everything. We're one click away from disaster. Help us. Teach us. Grow our faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bart was blind. He lived near Jericho in the first century. His disability forced him to beg on the side of the road, hoping that kind travelers would drop something, food or money, into his hand so he could go on, so he could survive. He understood one-click living. He lived it every day. One day as he was sitting on the side of the road, he heard a large crowd moving his dire- direction, making noise, and, and, and they were moving towards him closer and closer, and he heard that Jesus was passing by. This Jesus was becoming known as a, as a miracle worker, re- relieving hurts and raising the dead and putting more clicks into people's safety harnesses. Jesus, he yells out. Jesus, have mercy on me, Bart yells. People around him begin to quiet him and, and, and tell him to, to, to be quiet, to, to shut up. And frustrated with their attempts, To silence him, Bart yells out more, Have mercy on me! Knock it off, the people tell him. Jesus doesn't care about you. Jesus doesn't know that you're here. He can't even hear you. Shut up! Cries of desperation make most people uncomfortable. Especially when we don't know what to do. When we don't know how to help. But you see, Bart is living on one click. He doesn't care what other people are thinking around him. He doesn't care what they think he should do. This may be his only hope, his last chance. And so he yells out more, Jesus, 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 have mercy on me. Jesus hears him and responds. And he says, come here. Bart, who has been living day to day based on the generosity and pity of others, is now standing in front of God. I I, I don't know what what you think about Jesus, but but the Bible says that he is God in the flesh, the creator of all, the one who, who holds life in his hands. He is the one who sustains all life. In one click, blind Bart now stands in front of God and he hears him say, What do you want me to do for you? What does, what does Bart want from God? What, what does Bart need from God? What would you ask for? Right now in your one-click living, if you're standing before God and he asks you the question, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do for you? What would you ask for? Another man finds himself standing in front of Jesus. I don't know his name. The Bible only gives him a description he has many possessions, and he has great wealth. (laughs) So so I'll call him Three Clicks Richie. Three Clicks Richie stands in front of Jesus and wants to be assured that his priorities are in order. It doesn't say why he's worried. Is he sick? Is he he afraid of dying soon? Does does he want to does he want to know if he's put his eggs in the right basket? We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But, but he, he does seem eager standing in front of Jesus, even desperate to have Jesus confirm that he's going to be okay. And the Bible says that he's on his knees before Jesus, and he asks Jesus this question, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Richie seems to know that this life is not all that there is. He wants to know what what do I need to do to, to make it to where God is? Jesus replies, just like I would expect him to. He says, follow God's commands. You know, don't murder, don't cheat in your marriage, don't take stuff that isn't yours, don't lie. Do good to your mama and your daddy. Three clicks, Richie replies, Jesus, I am so good. I got three clicks. I've been a good person since I was a young boy. Wow, do I feel good about myself. Jesus looked at Richie with love. He looked at Richie with love and said, you're missing one thing. You've been good, but you don't have God. That's why you feel empty inside, Richie. See, eternal life is not about keeping rules and rituals. It isn't about religious things that we do out of tradition or out of habit. It's not even a knowing about God. It's not even believing that there is a God. Eternal life is about trusting and following God. It's a relationship with the God who created everything, holds everything in the palm of his hand, and reaches out to you and says, I love you. Follow me. Jesus' instructions to Three Clicks Richie is to sell all the stuff that he had accumulated to give away the proceeds to the poor. Then, at that point, you will find your treasure in heaven and now follow God. Richie went from confidence in himself... Too frustrated because his security wasn't built on his relationship with God. His safety was in his three clicks, His wealth, possibly his position in the community, possibly his ability to impress, to keep all the rules. Click, click, click. And it wasn't enough. Blind Bart's frustration with his physical condition led him to call out to Jesus, call out and say, God, I need you. If you don't help me, I have no hope. Three clicks, Richie's frustration caused him to walk away from God sad. Because his faith wasn't in a relationship with God. It was in his attempts to build safety and security. To provide for himself apart from a relationship with God. And he came up empty. Radical, faith-filled living means that Jesus will mess with your life. (laughs) He will turn things over. He will rearrange what you've got planned. He will reset priorities that you've been establishing in your your life. Jesus will mess with you, not because he wants to just get in your face, but because he loves you. We're all living on one click right now. Emotions, emotions. Finances, physical health, spiritual life, the, the frustrations that we have are pushing us to the edge. And we're all beginning to wonder, is one click enough? Will one click hold me? John was put in prison for his faith. He was a messenger sent from God, telling people that they needed to to get right with God. And and he said, the the one thing you needed to do to get right with God was was repent. You've been walking away from God. You need to repent. You need to change your direction. And now you need to walk towards God by faith. And because of that message, John was thrown into jail. From prison, he heard all the things that Jesus had been doing, that he was eating and drinking with sinners, that he was laughing and traveling from town to town, seemingly having a good time while John was suffering for his faith. Frustrated, John sent a message to Jesus asking him this question, Are you the one I've been hoping for? Are you the one who will rescue us, who will forgive us, who will set us free from sin? Or should I be looking for somebody else? Will somebody else come to save me? Because when I look at you, when I hear the stories about you, I see somebody having a good time while I'm suffering in jail because of my faith. I've been here for a year And Jesus replies to John and he says this, God is at work. You can't see all the things that he's doing, but God is at work. When we are living on one click, that's all that we focus on, that one click. Every uncertain hour, every news cycle, every flip, every flop, every Dow Jones industrial open and close consumes us. And we miss that God is with us in the struggle. We miss that God is at work right around us, right in our homes, right in our communities. So we need some practical help when frustration begins to take over. We need to give God control. Bart had no control. (laughs) Three clicks, Richie wanted all control. And John thought all control had been lost. Giving control to God means that you surrender yourself to him. You allowed him, you allow him to to lead your emotions, your reactions, your thoughts. Like Bart, there's times when you sit in front of God and you say, God, this is where I'm at and this is what I need. And God's peace will guide you. It begins with trusting God. Three clicks, Richie Wasn't trusting in God. He was trusting in the things that would easily be lost in the fire. John had lost hope when he could no longer see God working around him. You and I need to trust in God's character, His ability, His strength. when when we can't feel it or see it or or we're not even sure um, if we we hear it, we we, we need to to trust in God's character, ability, and strength through these days of frustration because God cares for you. He's capable of leading you through one-click living of worry, of doubt, of fear, of loss, of frustration. You and I need to follow God's way. You've been trusting in yourself. You've been trusting in your way. And that doesn't work. Richie trusted in his way. And he walked away sad because he realized how empty that was. You've been living life your way. But now it's time to trust God. To to take a deep breath, to relax, and to pray a simple prayer like, God, I've never trusted you before. God, I've never had to trust you like this before. But I believe that you are real. And I believe that you are the truth. I choose to follow you today. Bring your peace into my life. Amen. When, when life seems most frustrating, take a minute for yourself That may mean locking yourself in the bathroom for a minute. 60 seconds will do a lot for you, and and your children can't destroy the house beyond repair in 60 seconds. It'll be okay. When life is most frustrating, pull back and take a minute for yourself. Take a deep breath. Take a walk. Get get out of the house and and enjoy this environment that, that God has placed us in. Take a walk. One of the things that I've been doing is, is turning off the television, shutting down the cell phone, turning off the tablet, and, and taking 20 minutes or even 60 minutes to just soak in a quiet moment. And I know all of you mothers are laughing right now when I said to take 60 minutes of quiet. But but, moms, you need to create a boundary. To find a time during the day when you can shut a door and just be quiet. To be separate. To figure it out so so that frustration doesn't build in such a way that it controls you. But you control your frustration. Because humanity was built for community. But we were also made for periods of solitude. When life is most frustrating, it's easy for us to focus in on what's really going wrong. It's easy for us to say, uh, look, this is all the stuff I don't have. This is all the stuff I want. This is all the stuff, all the stuff, all the stuff. But, but we need to break that cycle. We need to turn the world upside down. And, and, and in those moments of frustration, take a moment and just give thanks to God. It's super easy to think about what we don't have or what we can't do. But be thankful for what you do have. Give thanks for what you can do. Take a moment personally or maybe with your family around the dinner table and give thanks for the times that you have seen God at work in your life, when you have seen God at work in your family, when you have experienced God's work in this community. Give thanks that you have those kids to drive you berserk. Our frustration causes us to overlook that God is with us in the struggle. Bart stood before God and said, Have mercy on me. I want to see. Three clicks, Richie said, I want to live forever, God, but not on your terms. I can't make that sacrifice. John said, I don't understand what you're doing. I can't see you working. And all three men hear the same response from God. Trust me. God's ancient promise to his people is the foundation, the very bedrock of our faith. This is what he says. I will lead the blind by ways that they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make rough places smooth. These are the things that I will do. I will not forsake them. I know you're living on one click. I know all of your senses are on overload and life is uncertain. Don't trust the voice in the crowd that says God isn't listening, He does. Don't trust the things of this world. They're all fading away very fast. They will not last. Don't think because you can't see God at work that he's somehow asleep or unaware. One click is all that you have right now. And it's all you need. Trust God. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for being so kind and forgiving to us each day. Thank you for teaching us from your word and through your spirit today. We choose to give you control. We choose to surrender to you, especially now when we're, when we're stretched in every way. We declare today that we trust in you alone. Help us create the boundaries. Help us to look to you in every way this week. We know that you care for us, even when we can't see you working around us. We love you, God. We choose to follow you today by faith in your Son, Jesus. Amen.